Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Too Late Update podcast, side edition. I forgot what we called these ones. Um, yeah, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and that wonderful technical rain- rainbow in between um, to the Too Late Update podcast, MacHuffleth Comedy Festival Review. Um, I have not got, um, sorry, just a, my name is Kevin. Um, I have not got my usual co-host today. Uh Sadly, Matt and Hodge didn't make it to the festival, but we've got some guests, our first ever guests in this podcast. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Dan. Yep. Uh, so that, that's Claire and Dan, good good friends of ours. And um, yeah, they they came to the... Really? Sorry, acquaintances. That's probably more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> just, just people we found in the street at Mac who yeah. sat by us for one show <laughs> and we didn't leave them alone. Um yeah, so the three of us uh, last weekend, the uh, the early May Bank holiday weekend in in the UK, went to the McCulloch Comedy Festival. Um, so I've gone every year since 2014. Dan, you've been every year since 20, 2017. And Claire, this was your first time. Yeah, my so, first time at the festival. Um, so given, given you were a first time, what, what did you think overall? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. It had a really good atmosphere. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And Dan? Uh... Yeah, well, like you say, I've been a couple of times before. I think um, I think maybe twice before. It's always yeah. been it's always been fantastic. It's so small and friendly. It, you feel like big name comedians are just shoulder to shoulder with you, enjoying themselves at the festival and. I, you'd never really get that anywhere else. I mean, I've, I've met some of my favourite comics in that in that uh, village before, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's just attracts the right sort of comedy fan as well. I think that you get you get good crowds who really get it, and uh, it just means that the atmosphere of every show is is great. Yeah, it's it's really something. Yeah. So um, for, for those who are hearing the McHuddleth Comedy Festival, I'm trying to say it as well as I can. I'm going to say MacFest. We'll say MacFest from now on. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> basically, it's a it's a comedy festival I think started in 2011 or 2010 um, in a small Welsh town in the middle of Wales uh, in Macarthur. Um So it's a, it's a really small town. About I think it's about 8,000 people live there. 
And every year, apart from the last two years, uh, comedy, like proper comedy nerds descend on this small town and every available space becomes a venue. Um, it's sort of like a mini, mini Edinburgh. I, I like to compare it. And again, this is probably references that no one else would get, but it's sort of like the Arc Tangent um, music festival to Edinburgh's Download Festival. So Download, big rock festival, 100,000 people go. Arc Tangent, experimental music festival, about 10,000 people go. It's sort of that scale. It's um, it's run by Josh Widdicombe's brother, Henry Widdicombe, and the company Little Wonder. And you can't pay. I don't. You, you can pay to go there. You have to be invited. Yeah, that that's. I think that's one of the things I like about it is that they obviously curate the the comedians that they think are good. Yeah. And that creates such a consistent level of quality. And yeah, it's it's different from Edinburgh in that respect. Sometimes in Edinburgh, if you if you take a punt on something, it can be a bit questionable at times. And uh, that never happens at Mac. Everything is uh, everything's of very good quality. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, because they know that a lot of comedians do early work in progress shows at Mac. So you tend to get stuff that can be quite, in some respects, rough, but it's always interesting because a lot of it's great. Um, but that was... That was wonderful. I really enjoyed that part of it. I liked the process and seeing in a safe space, somebody working on new material and seeing how you could be part of that. And I've never been to a comedy festival. I've been to very few comedy gigs because I'm the sort of person who does get troubled by hecklers. I don't like a rowdy crowd who will constantly be kind of heckling in not a great way, the comedian. I find that spoils my enjoyment of watching comedy. So to be at Mac where it was a lovely environment, there were hecklers and there was even a moment in a show that we were at, but it was all dealt with very nicely. And I felt that it was a safe space for those comedians to tell their jokes for the first time and and not be taken off the stage, laughed off the stage, you know, booed. There was it was a nice environment, so I could enjoy being part of the process without feeling like I was going to be intimidated by a rowdy crowd. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think uh, that that captures it perfectly. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 lovely. It's a lovely town to be in. They really embrace it. Um, yeah. It's. I, I usually say it's my second favourite weekend of the year. So, uh, well, it's such, a, it's such a beautiful setting as well. Like the the scenery around there and stuff is breathtaking. It's it's just it's just a lovely holiday. Yeah, it's yeah. A beautiful yeah. landscape it's just, as well. It's set in such a lovely place. Yeah, and the village is lovely. Like just walking around and going in the quirky shops and you know in those little gaps between comedians being able to have a little look around and the quirky buildings and the unusual shops and I really like that part of it it was a little bit of surreal though standing on the middle of a street drinking a cider <laughs> in the middle of the day I did feel a little bit like I'd maybe my standards had slipped somewhat but <laughs> but it was a great whole whole community involvement and that you don't find that when you go to a festival in a field, you don't find that whole community involvement. There was lots of people that lived there that this was something they did every year, but 
even as an outsider, you felt like you were part of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's uh, that there's that sort of centerpiece beer festival tent where there's music going on and things as well, and it just feels like the locals use that bit because it's free as a night out, and yeah, yeah just makes for a lovely vibe. It just uh, gives the whole place a party atmosphere, and uh, yeah, don't want too many people to come, but it's. <laughs> no. quite- Oh, we, haven't, we haven't got many listeners, so. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, right. So I think we we should, we'll go for the comedians we saw. Um, and it probably makes sense to do it chronologically. Now, sadly, you, you two didn't get there till a bit later. No. So um, I, I saw Izzy Sooty first. So for people who don't know who Izzy Sooty is, probably most famous for being Dobby in Peep Show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, she. She. I think it was her. I don't know if it was her first stand up in a few years because she hadn't. She hadn't been to Mac for a couple of years. Um, and it's the first time I've seen her where she's not done any of the singing. Previously, oh. she's done a lot of her singing with her acts. But yeah, she was good. Really good start. Um, uh, her show was about um, her sort of 15, 16 year old. I think probably 13, 14 year old self being into Ouija boards. <laughs> what? And sort of thought, talk about looking back at that and what you were like at that age and the fact that when she was that age, someone dared her to jump off a bridge in Matlock and she did it and broke her ankle. <laughs> <laughs> like being fearless at that age, yeah. yeah. So, um, and how like she's gone on the train quite a few times recently and listened to conversations with kids that age and finding that hilarious. Um, like I, th- I think um, one of the things she heard from uh, the kids was, um, would you would you have blood that's uh, would you be inject would you give blood to yourself and then have that injected? It's like no, that's how I'd get AIDS. It's like <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, we funnily enough, when we parked the car later on that evening, Izzy Sooty was the first person we did yeah. see because she was sat giving her. I think it was BBC Radio Wales. I think she was giving her an interview to. Uh, so it was nice to see her. In person, but yeah, sadly we didn't get to see her perform her set. But it was uh... so. Next, next person I saw was Ivo Graham. Right. Um, it was brilliant. Um, one of the better, sh- one of the best shows of the uh, the whole weekend. He's really funny. Um, I find him. I'm not usually a massive fan of like observational comedy, but I think Ivo does it really well. Um, yeah, I think he's just got a very funny style. It's because he but, and he comes at it from such a odd perspective, yeah. doesn't? Because he is so different from everyone else in the yeah. sort of comedy scene, it's uh, being like the public schoolboy character that he plays up to. is It's a really, it's a really interesting way of doing stand up, I think. But we'll probably talk about him some more in a bit, I imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say because you joined us for the showcase. So the the showcase they have them, um, they have them every, they have them on a Friday and Saturday night. Um, they actually have two showcases now because they've got a, they've got the, the Mac Arena, which is the uh, leisure centre, um, <laughs> the, the big board of the leisure centre, and they've got a Plas, which is the uh, I think it's like the big community, not quite community centre. It seems to be a catch-all for community events in Mac. Um, so what they do is they they'll have a compare and they'll bring I think it tends to be twelve comedians who are playing at the festival on over about three hours, and it goes on until it goes on. So I think it, it can go on for like three hours, three and a half hours sometimes. Um, so luckily for you, Ivo Graham was comparing. He was. Yes. You did get to see him. 
and it was brilliant. Yeah, he was well, so funny. I mean, I, I saw Ivo at Mac actually a few years back, mm, and I I think he's come on leaps and bounds since then. I think he was uh, he was absolutely brilliant. I mean, I've never seen him compare a, a an event like that before, and he just he was a natural. It was hilarious. The sort of banter with getting his charger out for people's phones and those things, which were definitely off the cuff, but so brilliant. It was, yeah, he was he was excellent, I thought. Um, and we had this weird situation that people kept coming up to him and showing them um, their phones. Yeah, well, he, wasn't he talking about, like, TripAdvisor reviews for that guy's hotel? Yeah, so this guy um, in the front row had a, had a... It wasn't it was a pub in Mac. That's it, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it might have been a hotel as well. And uh, he was sponsoring the showcase, but Ivo didn't know. And there was supposed to be a projection of this to come to this pub slash hotel. And uh, he just started riffing on it and like reading out negative TripAdvisor reviews about yeah, about this place. Um, very funny. And really funny. But then uh, he got very um, concerned about the state of the guy's battery. So yeah. when he got his power brick from backstage and helped him out. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was good. It was really natural. Um, so... Planning ahead, I did actually write down the names of the comedians that were performing the showcase because usually it was. Quite so quite... you only saw Izzy Sutty and Ivo before we arrived. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you'd seen more. more no, no, it didn't start. Didn't start till seven on the Friday night. Um, so it was right. Izzy was seven, Ivo was eight thirty. So. Got you. Yeah. So the, the first act we saw was an act called Richard and Greta, um, which I didn't realise until later that Greta is Nina Conti. Yeah. Um, so that was a bit. We, Bit of a weird one. But they just got together to do, it's not an act that they're together all the time, is it? This no. is that came together to do a piece. I think they did have a show later at the festival. Um, I don't know if it's a thing that's going to be normal, but yeah, it was all it was all set up to a singing a song and then the song was like a couple of notes and they went off. But it was, well, you loved it, didn't I you? Did. I did. Yeah. I did find it very funny. And I, I because I liked the setup. I liked the kind of it was going and then it would stop and then it would go and then it would stop. Yeah. But for very sweet, very silly reasons, like they'd just be nice to somebody in the audience and overly nice to people. And and then it would build again, oh, we're going to do this now. And then it would stop. And I liked that. I found that very funny. Well, I think overly is the operative word because it was that sort of over-familiar, over-sharing way about them, which yeah. made, made it quite an uncomfortable watch. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. a little yeah. bit cringy, but in, that's what they were going for. They mm. wanted you to feel that they were being uncomfortably friendly yeah. with everybody, which which worked really well, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, yeah, it was, it was good. So he, that was followed by, I think, my highlight, the first half of the show, um, Rich Wilson. Ah, uh, the, the this is the guy in the orange t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. He was really good. Really, uh, sort of came across as sort of a laddie comic, yeah. but was actually really self-depreciating and and awkward. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really good mix. Yeah, it was really good. It was one of those ones where they you come out. He comes out, says a couple of jokes, and like, should he be at the back? And then like, no, he totally should. He's yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, I think you described it as. As, about as well as I can describe it. Um, yeah, so I, I recommend him. I'd be good, uh, good to see. Yeah, him. I'd, li I'd like to see him do his full his full set. Actually, it was uh, on the on the strength of that ten minutes. He seemed like a 
he was very good. Um, so next we had uh, Jamie D'Souza. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've sort of had to Google him to remember him because, again, at a festival, we were a few beers in at this point. Me, me were more than you two because, um, yeah, uh, I'll share my screen. Hope this doesn't break anything. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, he was pretty good. I think just it was a bit of a come down after after Rich Wilson. Um, yeah, do, do, you, do you remember him? Not much of his act. So that just shows that not much of an impression was made. I think that's probably about it. You know, yeah. it was it was okay as far as I can remember, but not not really anything yeah, I mean, that's lasted that, that made me think, oh yeah, him, he was great. It wasn't just okay. Yeah, I mean, like like you say, when you're at a festival like this and you see loads of people, it things can blur into one a bit. And I think it says a lot that not much stands out, but I'm, I, I don't remember thinking he was anything but good. But uh, yeah, at the time, much. but yeah. nothing that stood out that's made me go, oh yeah, this joke, or oh yeah, that bit. Yeah. Um, the next was Karis Bradley, um, who was the non-binary. Oh yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I found her interesting. I like I liked her comedy, but I thought, also thought she had a lot to say. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was also. There was more to take away from that than just a laugh. There was something to think about later and something to consider. So it was a good, a good way of putting a message across. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. That's the way I felt with comedy, but yeah. definitely a message behind the comedy. Yeah, I think they did more with their time than Jamie D'Souza. I think, yeah. Got yeah. a very good impression of their, their, their comedy. Yeah. Like, and again, it... it Probably a good one to see a whole hour of them. Yeah. Yeah. But then I wonder sometimes it depends how prepared people are, I suppose, because you've got yeah. a mix of people who are right at the start of their material and people who are touring their show. So I, yeah. maybe they turned up with a bit more of a rounded set of material to work with. But And also was... different subjects are going to grab different people in different yeah, ways, aren't they? Yeah. So for me, you know, they had material that made me think further later whereas maybe somebody's going to make me laugh just as hard but their material is more I don't know it's just the laugh of the moment it's not something that's going to be taken away from it later yeah yeah um and the next the, the final act of the first part was Holly Byrne you, you really like Claire. I wasn't too yeah, sure. Yeah, we've got very different opinions on that I think we have this is we? probably the, the, <laughs> the widest opinion between the two of us yeah. actually, isn't it yeah well, um, because you, I, you can say more positive. I really liked her. I really liked her. Um, but there are looking at comedians that I like myself anyway. There are a lot of comedians that have the style that she had that I like. So it was very um, expressive, shall we say? But also, she uses the volume of her voice as part of her comedy, which I like. And other people didn't like at all. But again, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't sit here and say she was bad. She. She definitely wasn't. It's just. I think it's a taste thing. And I think that her sort of loudmouth, shouty delivery for some of her punchlines is not my thing, really. But it worked for you. So uh, yeah. I'd like to see her more. In fact, I'd like to. I think it was very condensed, and I would like to see that longer over. 
a bigger period of time to see how she could draw those jokes out even more. I would like to see that. So yeah, I would definitely see her again. But yeah. I think maybe I'd be going with different people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it sort of reminds me of like when when people not quite the same, but like when people talk about the, the, the like the crazy punk performers like Gigi Allen and stuff. She's not to the same degree, but it's like that, that kind of style where it's like, what's going on, like yeah, yeah. But I do do I do quite like that. Well, it was like she she carried us purposefully carried herself in this extremely arrogant way and kept sort of posing and all this sort of stuff and I think it was the character but yeah. it's it's either, you're either going to go with or with on that or you're going to feel not like enjoy it's it not and, for you, yeah. yeah and I think yeah but again absolutely wouldn't give her a negative review I thought uh just not to my taste really so there's a break now and then some more acts come come out um and I think the next one is probably the one that I think all of us thought it was the best of the showcase that was mark silcox but probably not claire actually but um <laughs> yeah. mark well, silcox who a uh, bit of a revelation i think I'd, i've never heard of him before um, no neither had i and it, for me he was comfortably the highlight of that first day just but i i like that sort of weird off-putting it doesn't seem like they can really do stand-up properly type comedy and he just came out and deadpan delivered this monotonous speech that was so weird. It just, it was jarring in a way that was just hilarious. I was, I was crying. <laughs> he, was, he was just great. I just, definitely want to see him. Uh, the way he came out as well. So he's, I think he, he's, he must be in his fifties. Yeah, I think o so. Older, yeah. older gentleman of Indian descent in a sparkly, like, pink purple that jacket like, was the type pink of thing you imagine like someone to wear in the in the seven like that that kind of jacket you'd have in the 70s yeah. and yeah and just doing this off kilter style it's fantastic this yeah. weird dry lecture about nothing yeah. yeah that just went on and on and on and it's just <laughs> it, it's just the sort of thing that that, that sort of anti-comedy he was excellent at it yeah he was he was brilliant that was I mean, this showcase was a great way of finding new people, and yeah, he was my find of the of the weekend of people I didn't know before. So next we had Tessa Coates. Uh, yeah. I yeah. recall. I yeah, think the screen again. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Um, I think, sadly, T Tessa had the, the issue of going on after Mark. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I remember her, but I don't remember. I mean, it might also be testament to being a bit deeper into the evening yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Do, do you remember? Yeah, I do remember her, but it was very observational, I feel, I think. But it right. was very small observational. So I think I, I find that kind of comedy, it's great, but it's not going to stay. You yeah. know, it's just like, oh, yes, that's funny. And and that's funny, but I'm not holding on to that. And off the back of something so Quirky weird. and different. It's, it's hard it's, to yeah, then... Yeah, it's hard to then cut through when it's... Yeah. yeah. Um, so after that is someone who you, I imagine you'll remember, um, Vindura Rajapaska. And I apologise to anyone from <laughs> any country that... <laughs> Including... Like, almost certainly not how you say his name well i i would have pronounced it perfectly but i don't want to undermine (laughs) as a guest here yeah Yeah. but um yeah i thought he was really good he's probably my second highlight um so he he's sri lankan and i think he's lived in quite a few countries as well um touring and he's he's currently in the uk and just always really interesting life stories but the way of telling it like people telling him to to go to go home he's like yeah i'd love to it's a tropical jungle have you seen the weather here? <laughs> like, yeah yeah he I'm, was i'm trying good. to <laughs> yeah. yeah he was yeah. great he had that sort of angry sarky delivery as well yeah. which was really good yeah i liked him a lot yeah he was great um and then the last person we saw um we we missed the final act of the showcase because uh we had to get a taxi um the only downside with Mac is not the taxes, because obviously with a town of 8,000 people, generally, they don't have provision for a festival's worth of taxis, and there's not enough places to stay in, in the town. So Yeah, um, it, is, it is a problem. I mean, we, we, we got ahead of it better than usual this year, and hopefully we can improve again. But uh, yeah, we did find ourselves waiting in the yeah in the dark <laughs> at the end of each night. But um, Yeah, so the last act we saw was Jen Ives. Um, who's trans woman and again I, I i thought she was good yeah and then, yeah again it's it's interesting perspective it just yeah, a few jokes it. on um and i, I thought it was quite nice because she was talking about how like accepting her family was of her and it, it wasn't like that kind of story i think it was more about more the public yeah. which yeah it seemed like quite a, a positive take on yeah. the whole coming out to family story that yeah you're right often goes the other way yeah yeah, that was the Friday. Um, so it, it doesn't slow down much at Mac. So we were back back in town. Um, as I said, we, our memories of the Friday night are a bit hazy, but we were there in town for midday on the Saturday <laughs> to, uh, to see Ben Moore. Ah, yes. Who um, I thought was really, I thought was brilliant. Um, so this show was packaged as theatre, um, and they do do theatre shows at Mac, so that's not unusual, but it was sort of more theatre comedy. It's basically been more telling a story for an hour. Yeah, and it was it wasn't what I expected. It was it was very like a one man theatre piece, I think. And it, but it was more his turn of phrase and his weird imagery that he kept bringing into it, like things like going to the the bubble wrap man to get a sheet of bubble wrap to calm himself down and just yeah, and getting a sheet of bubble wrap from the minibar. Yeah, which he thought was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and. Like the idea of a could son, like he, he was doing stuff with the, the son he could have had that may have been with him and his could daughter and things like that. It's like that kind of yeah. weird, like different time zones. And then 
like making a choice between the expensive ice cream place and the cheap ice cream place that may be poisonous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then in the in the middle of the show, there was a, a period of about five minutes where he went very serious with it and talked. He used this metaphor of like a monster that lives in the garden to sort of describe his anxiety and um, wasn't it sex with the people. And then we all have a monster yeah. and we all have a garden. Yeah. Both of them are growing and it depends on where we are in our lives to how big our garden is, which is the good place, the place where we feel at peace. And then the monster, which is whatever our particular monster is, and we all have them. Yeah. And then if you're in a good place, your garden can hold your monster and keep it down. But if you're in a bad place, your monster can rage and eat your garden and start to try and affect the people's gardens around you and that was, was unexpected really, yeah. in a comedy show but i think both of us we've talked about it afterwards it, it that metaphor affected us and we yeah. kept it and it this is its use of language around it was really it's just it was well, it's a genius it was great i think it affected us all it's such a beautiful idea yeah, and it does. It's quite simplistic, but it does really work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, like, your garden's filled with love, and it's and you can just imagine that, like, oh, when things are like how pristine and beautiful the garden will be, and you've probably got this monster living it, but he's all right. He's, you know, he's just kicking the leaves a bit, and then yeah, when things go wrong, and you just, just yeah, grow and burns yeah. down your garden, and yeah, yeah and it, it definitely feels like that. But it was it was so uh, well done as well. It wasn't it wasn't jarring at all the way he went from no. serious to funny again, and, and it was it, yeah it was it was excellent, really good. I mean I'm I'm only aware of him from sort of cameo appearances in sitcoms like The IT Crowd and various Lee and Herring sketches from the nineties. But yeah, to see that he does something so artistic and clever and brilliant, yeah. I yeah, would definitely. Very much recommend <clears throat> other people uh, check him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. Um, so the three of us then went to Ed Axel, who again <laughs> <laughs> on the on the Mark Silcott. Ed Axel is the master of the awkward, oh, anti-comedy thing. Amazing, yeah, so funny. I loved Ed Axel. Oh, it was that just is, brilliant. It was wonderful. There's one moment that really stays with me where he had a, a beaten up old uh, flip chart on a board and he spent ages like muttering under his breath in frustration, trying to find something in it. And then it transpired that he was just looking for a blank page to start drawing on. And when he settled on the blank page, the way his comedy timing, it was, again, just hilarious. It's, it's yeah. very hard to describe his set without making it sound insane. But he was like the start is just three bad jokes just explained in a <laughs> detail. Um, anyway, yeah. he, it's, it, the, the, he started the whole set by apologizing for the quality of the three jokes that he'd prepared. It was, <laughs> but it's timing, isn't it? Oh, His timing it's... is amazing. Yeah. So all those pauses, those breaks and those fumbles, that's the funny bit. It's the complete comedy timing yeah. he has in spades. And again, he plays this, this, he plays it as though he doesn't want to be there. He's frustrated that he has to do it at all. And it comes off 
as this aggressive sort of just useless comedian but it's so cleverly done yeah again he i he may he's a candidate for my highlight of the weekend he was he was amazing yeah um yeah he's not to everyone's taste my wife hates him um she went to see molly naylor instead um who she said was very good um uh but yeah i I can fully imagine people not liking him i mean i i joked the other day that he should be booked for the comedy tent at download the only person that down that comedy tent download that's ever come across well is uh oh i forgot his name gary delaney yeah he's the, the only one that seems to work because it's very like punchline joke but he's quite dark and yeah he's good at that type of thing that's well, the only like, person he's like uh, a sl- slightly cleverer jimmy carr style yeah. character isn't he but yeah, yeah. You know, he's no, married to, um, oh, I've forgotten her name. Geordie comedian. Sarah Millican. Yeah. He's married to Sarah Millican. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's like he, he does all these, he does like, he plays Bloodstock and does all these things and he like, Sarah Millican's probably got loads of money. Well, like you say, because his, um, his comedy just works. Yeah. On that. Anyway, we, we, that's yeah. a tangent. Gary Delaney is not, uh, not likely to ever be at MacFest. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we went to different shows now. So you went to see Simon Munnery, uh, Alan, well, Simon Munnery's Alan Parker farewell tour. Yes. Which was brilliant. It was so funny. I think that might be my highlight of the weekend. We were talking about it and I think, yeah, that's my highlight of the weekend because I laughed so hard that my stomach hurt, my face ached. And I, at one point, I remember having my hands, my head in my hands, because I couldn't physically lift it anymore. <laughs> I was laughing so much. And I think that's got to be your highlight, hasn't it? That somebody can make you laugh so much. I'd never seen this, seen a little clip of this character before we went, because a lot yeah. of these comedians are very new to me. Um, but it was just the delivery it was just brilliant. The whole character was wonderful. I enjoyed seeing him later in the festival as well as himself. But um, yeah, just that character is wonderful. I hope that's not the last time I do see it. Well, the, <laughs> I mean, because it, it, the thing with it is he's been doing the same character in a largely the same set in some ways for decades. And I mean, I've seen it myself before at uh, Edinburgh. It never gets any less funny. It's because it, it's for anyone who doesn't know, it's this sort of right on Rick Mail and Young Ones type revolutionary wannabe character. But it's just the things he comes out with are just so misplaced. Mi- yeah. <laughs> and I. <laughs> They're just the, the spirit, you know, the will is there to help, but he's just so wrong about how he's going about it. Yeah. And it's just all he's ever doing is going to antagonise everybody around him, which is wonderful. What, what I quite like about it, it's, it, I, I, would, I didn't obviously didn't see it at Mac, but I see it, saw it at Edinburgh a couple of years ago, um, is it's just one hair's breadth away from like a real person that's like that. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it work. Like, yes, yeah, he made well. that character in the, the early 90s, but I think it, it was quite prescient in the, court, the Jeremy Corbyn days. There's a lot of the, the, sort of the hardcore Jeremy Corbyn fans are quite similar I think yeah well we know we're all meeting people in our lives that are on the brink of that character aren't we we know somebody who would 
say that and not ironically. And that's what I think makes it funny. But I think the, because there's a, there's a joke, there's a line in it where he says, uh, teachers, just another word for the police. And he, he actually came back out to thank the crowd at the end and broke character, came out sort of as Simon Munnery. And he told an anecdote about how someone came and challenged him on that idea after the show and said, you, I don't know how you can say, and it's like, I, I wasn't being serious. Alan Parker isn't actually a real person. You know, it, it's just this notion that someone heard that statement and thought, no, I need to go and try and change this guy's mind. I don't think teachers are the same as the police. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was excellent. And I, I don't know if the, the farewell thing is a joke or if it's because he wants to retire that show finally. But uh, if he if he doesn't, I won't be well up for seeing it. And again. if he does, I'm <laughs> glad I got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So at the same time, I went to see a, a, another farewell to a character, um, which I think is a farewell. Um, so I went to see Anna Mann, who is Colin Holt's alter ego. Right. Um, so I... This is not the type of thing. The Anna Man show has been at Mac since I've been going, and I've I've not bothered seeing it. But um, I saw uh, uh, Anna Man at uh, a comedy night in Cardiff that was put on by the um, Mac promoters back in 2019. Um, Anna Man headlight, and it was really funny. So I was like, well, give it a go. And this this was uh, the show to the the death of Anna Man. Um, So basically, Colin Holt plays a sort of a golden age of cinema actress right um it was all stories about uh acting on acting on the screen acting on the stage with like like you can imagine the like oh the, the men she had in life the the people she met and it's that kind of thing um right. and yeah this was really funny uh talk about the, the husband she'd had in her life and obviously it's all completely uh <laughs> character based but it was just it, the, the really funny jokes and then oddly touching at the end um where she talks about, oh, I'm I'm going on the boat with all my husbands and we're going across the sea and then they disappear and here I am at my final destination. Um, and my, like, laid into the show about how she had the best relationship with her sister um, and her sister had died when they were younger and, uh, and, and sort of broke character at one point and said, oh, and even though the show must go on, I put on this wig every night and become this character and... Um, now now all these things have to end and it was like i did wonder if there was maybe something to that in that that the persons of colin holt had lost someone recently and this this was sort of a way of dealing with it yeah um so yeah so it was was a really funny 50 minutes and then this really like touching 10 minutes about a character that isn't real but obviously means something yeah well if they've been playing that character for a long time and you know, met a lot of people being that character and through that character, it does just, you know, shape your life, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like for you as a as a fan, if you've seen that character performed, you I suppose you feel like you get to know them if they're well realised. I, I haven't seen uh, that particular show myself, so I don't know, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Yeah, I, I think it was really good. Um, so then we we met back up. And we saw Anish Kumar. We did. Um, so so Anish is now one of the biggest acts that play Mac. Um, he, st- he again when when I started going, he would have been playing one of the smaller rooms. And um, it's another thing about this festival. It seems that the people at this festival do actually have a chance at making it big, which is 
not how I feel about the smaller music festivals generally. Yeah, no, that's true. There's a there's definitely a an e a clearer route for a comedian to get somewhere than there is for a, the sort of bands we are interested in seeing anyway. Um, so so Nisha's show uh, was sort of like probably most people who know Nish probably know the story about him uh, being booed off stage and having bread thrown at him at a <laughs> fundraiser ball um, for some. What was the organisation? I know it was a like a it was like it was a type of yeah, some sort of black tie charity do, wasn't it? I, I forget now what the organisation was, but 150 pounds a seat, that type of thing. So he was possibly a, a poor choice, yeah, for the audience that they put in place. Um, yeah, but the way he tells the story of that night is uh, really, really funny. Um, yeah, and it was more the aftermath. So the following, following that story, he um, it was picked up on some right wing news sites and then got worse and he got some death threats and he got one that was a uh, sickly going to get to go to the police and yeah it was it was about the him suffering from ptsd after that which again it's quite it's quite an interesting thing that like most of it's very funny and then you get to the point like well i was in serious mental health issues because of this incident that i'm i suppose when you go out performing on stage every night and you're you've got the, uh, something come to you and saying i'm going to kill you yeah you are you feel very you know vulnerable yeah yeah you know it's uh it's a a real thing isn't it it's something that it must affect well he's a very intelligent politically active guy as well so he's he knows how serious that sort of threat can be i guess yeah Um, yeah he didn't pull any punches though. Like uh, it was in the first two minutes, he was talking about he wanted to get a smash a bottle and cut off Boris Johnson's face. Yeah, yeah, he is a very political comic. <laughs> so if you're going to choose um, politics or something that just split people quite dramatically, and you're going to have an opposing view to people who may feel they need to voice their opinion. I imagine it's not the first time he's been through a situation like this, but yeah, he very much went all in. I <clears throat> I particularly liked actually the other the other end of the show at the end when he was talking about uh, the utterly <laughs> meaninglessness of national anthems and flags. Oh yeah, that was that, that sort was... of patriotism, and it was just like it was just. Well, you joke to me that it's the sort of thing I'll rant about when we're watching the yes. news on a Friday night. Yeah. It's a you know, it, it it just yeah, he he I think it's fair to say I, I am quite well aligned with Nish Kumar's view of the world and that helps. I, I enjoy listening to him speak. <laughs> Whether he's funny or not. Yeah. Oh, that that national anthem bit, that that was the bit of the festival that had me in tears the most, I think. It was hilarious. The, oh, our old lady's the best old lady. bring out the special towel and put the towel on a big stick everyone look at the towel (laughs) yeah it's really ladies the best old lady (laughs) not a paedophile (laughs) yeah i think his version of our national anthem should be adopted yeah 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 as soon as possible I mean, we've got we've got the jubilee next month, so I think. Oh well, yeah, we, could, we, could <laughs> we need to we need to do it. Right. Yeah, well, that's the the official day of our old lady being the best old lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if she makes it to that point, <laughs> then it'll be our our old man is the best old man. Yeah. Well, we need to 
we need to secure the the bank holiday we get for the jubilee first yeah before that happens because then we hopefully we'll get a, a third bank holiday yeah um so another thing nish that was saying throughout the show was uh how he does all these charity gigs so he's, he's a really good person and that's what we did next we went to a charity gig we did so uh yeah they did a uh a fundraising thing for the ukraine um for victims of the war um so it was another sort of similar to the showcase um this time it was hosted by mark olver who is a different kind of compare i don't think he's as good as ivor graham but no it's quite he's funny yeah i think i was gonna say that's no slight on him ivor was excellent but he was really good and i mean this is jumping ahead a little bit just a bit of an aside but me and claire were going to see a show on the sunday Hmm. he was doing a free set in that woodland bit um, on the cut through and he was just stood there with a microphone plugged into an amp on me and we we had a bit of time so we watched him for five or ten minutes and uh yeah he was very good it was just nice that he sort of basically went out there carrying a guitar amp and a microphone and did a free set for people so uh yeah good bloke i liked him yeah he does that every year um oh right yeah i think it's a bit of a tradition he I think in outside of Mac, he does he he compares and does the warm up shows for the TV programs. Yeah, but you did mention that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what he does. He does a lot yeah. of warm ups for TV. Yeah. Um, so the the guest for this, um, the first one was Rose Matafeo. Now I don't know because I went to see about Rose on the on the Sunday. So I don't know if you want to just give some quick impressions of. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was very good. I mean, again, I'm I'm aware of of her from uh, little appearances on things. I think weirdly, she's she is is on um, New World Order, which is Frankie Boyle's um, redesigning his persona <laughs> vehicle on TV. Um, and she's very good on that. And yeah, she was she was very good, wasn't she? It was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did enjoy yeah. it. Um, so next was Tucson Douglas. Yeah. Um, I thought it was yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, again, a, a bit of a um, the guy we were talking about from the previous night. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing wrong, but it didn't stand out compared to the rest of the show, I guess. Yeah. Um, so following that was Angela Barnes, who I've seen a few times at this type of thing, and I'm not usually a big fan of. Well, what did you think? Um, just trying to picture her now. Red hair, glasses. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was good. Do you remember? What did you think? I'm trying to remember her. Oh, Google her. But yeah, she was, um, again, she was pretty good. I mean, I think, I mean, the, the, this is jumping ahead again a bit, but overall, the quality of the this showcase oh, wasn't... Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, she was funny. Yeah, yeah, I do know. I do remember her. Yeah, she was very funny. She talked about um, herself a lot. Did she like, it was very much about her life and what she would do. She was on about getting married and big events that she'd had and things yeah and yeah so it's very much a looking in on yourself comedy but it was yeah so I could identify with some of the things she was saying and yeah I like that but yeah she was very funny she's one of the more mainstream comedians that go to Mac I think um yeah yeah Uh, yeah well again I mean I know her from off the telly so to speak um We've got a cat in a litter tray, so uh, I just thought I'd bring that up because oh. we might get some uh, interesting, scratchy cat littery sounds. I think oh, this is a podcast. Is going to move that into a different room, so fingers crossed. 
Um, I hate to be a guest on your podcast and bring cat litter sounds into the equation. That's uh, it's it's when the the cat actually does the mess and <laughs> the smell it. It's like repressing that. Um, <laughs> um, so next was Garrett Millerick. Um, yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, just angry about things. Yeah, which um, I think he was good. Again, it's it's quite difficult to. I haven't got much to say about some. Well, so much to say about these as from that first night, really. And I think it was a good night, but it's sort of the, the Ukraine showcase. But it sort of suffered a little bit from how excellent the Friday night showcase had been yeah. the night before. But uh, no, he was good. He was good. And then the, the last comedian was Macy Adams, who I think was my highlight of that showcase. I, I agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, she's probably well known for her, her unique and extreme hairstyle. Yeah. So she, yeah, she has... Yeah, you get a spotter in a crowd. Yeah. So she has shaved the middle part of her hair, basically. Yeah. Not the fringe, yeah. not the, the mullet at the back. Everything yeah. else. It's yeah. just... Very, very mod. Very yeah. strange choice, yeah. But um, yeah, she was very good. I thought, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed her. And again, she's uh, someone I've never seen before who I would uh, consider seeing. I'm um, doing a full set, I think, off the back of that. Right, and that was our that was our Saturday. Um, so we we started the Sunday uh, with Simon Munnery again. Yeah, now mine and Claire's uh, second taste of Simon Munnery, if you'd excuse the phrasing. Um, <laughs> second taste of Munners. As- <laughs> um, yeah this i mean this it has to be said was the most work in progressy work in progress show i've ever seen he literally came out with nothing and he wanted to improvise and ad lib to see if anything came out so he he didn't really have much in the way of prepared material at all did he uh Which was good yeah. and bad, i think i think the story of the trial will form the the bedrock of the show eventually and i think that he he just yeah. that, add some more jokes to it but he was just telling that story which is quite an interesting story about how he was basically mistreated by the police shall we say yeah at the edinburgh fringe wasn't it it was yeah. a, a royal mile tour edinburgh fringe event and yeah he got very unfairly arrested and uh it's again quite a funny story the way he told it, but it didn't sound like it was great at the time. Yeah. Um, so I think that all formed the show. And I think the bit at the end was really good, where he, he was doing these his his version of the archers called the targets. <laughs> yeah, that yes. was good. Yeah. Two conversations between two men who are the same, who just <laughs> lie to each other. Which that that was definitely the highlight of the set. But I think that was I think he said that was something he'd he'd been working on in lockdown. So it was. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe a bit more realised than uh, a lot of the other stuff, but but you really enjoyed seeing it. I form, did, I did. I really enjoyed that being part of that process. I liked the fact that at one point he was doing a job, he was doing a, a joke in a in a kind of accent, in a kind of way, and it wasn't working. And so he changed it just subtly, and then again, and then again, until eventually the crowd were really laughing. And you could see that process, but you were also part of that process yeah. in such a lovely way. And like I said before, Mac felt like a safe space for people to do that and for you to be part of that process and not feel intimidated. I really like that. Part yeah, of it. it's uh, 
yeah it's a unique place. never done anything like that before so it was all been part of anything like that before so it was a yeah i really enjoyed the process of it and seeing yeah. different styles um so we we split off again you went to see rosie jones we did, we did. <laughs> rosie jones was excellent absolutely yeah. brilliant she was wonderful so so funny so yeah. so funny as we were sitting down um a lady sat by us and said to us oh i love to see rosie jones she's so naughty <laughs> and we were just i've only ever seen her on television and seen that side of her comedy and so when she started to perform it was such an eye-opener yeah it was she... like i wasn't expecting the jokes that i heard but they were so funny She's very open about things, isn't she? She doesn't uh, doesn't no. hold back, and uh, it was, it was good as well. There were some very uh, I don't uh, how to word it misplaced sympathetic reactions. Maybe sometimes uh, she would say something about her disability and get a ah oh, sort of response, and the way she shot that sort of thing down was just expert. It's brilliant. It was, she's excellent, but so funny. Yeah, and brilliant. such a storyteller. Yeah. And so, and and the little tangents from the story were almost as funny as the story she was telling. And so I was having to make myself not laugh too much or too loudly because the story was so funny, <laughs> I didn't want to miss any yeah. of it. So it was very much, a, I'm laughing really hard now, but I want to enjoy this. So I'm going to concentrate. Yeah, she was great. Have you ever seen her, Kev? No, I've, I've seen her on lots of things. Um, yeah. I have to see her at some point. I do. Um, I recommend it because I, again, so she's she's been on the usual sort of TV spots on things, and um, again, she opens it up on her comedy, and again, she's able to say things that she can't say on TV, and yeah, it's amazing. It's definitely an adult show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you said it's really crazy. really cool, but she she sort of sets the she she'll tell you the punchline of the joke and then tell you the story. Yes. But because of the rhythm of her talking, that that's an easy way to is it is that what I imagine it was like? That's an easy way to do the thing. Well, well, I don't know. She's she's she does tell you the punchline, but then it isn't funny. So the punchline isn't funny until you've got the story. So I think turning that back on itself is a really different way of telling a joke. So. She'll tell you something and you think, well, that's not funny. In fact, I'm a little bit worried about what I've just heard <laughs> until you hear the rest of the story. And then actually the punchline is hilarious but because now you know the story behind it. It's also quite cleverly developed as well Shocking because you well. you get different people latching on to where it's going at different times, you know, those sorts of things and like you, different people laughing and it, 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 it means it's funny throughout, you know. Yeah. It's hard to describe. I, I just recommend seeing her. I think yeah, she's, definitely. Uh, I'd recommend she's anyone. She's great at her craft, and she, very, very funny. She is again telling a story from a very unique perspective, mm. very uh, interesting perspective, and uh, she's yeah, she's great. Yeah, I'm really, yeah, really definitely. Impressed. I, I like that she's still doing the joke. I don't know if you've seen this in. Um, she, I think she's friends with Nish Kumar, but she'll like. She'll pretend that Nish Kumar has pushed her down. Yeah, yeah we, we did see yeah, that. All afterwards, yeah. And keep taking, getting people to take photos of it. And then yeah. <laughs> she lies on the floor and waits for him to come in, yeah. she? And then she gets people to take photos. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, very yeah. good. 
So, um, yeah, so, so during this time, I went to see uh, Rose Matafeo and Emma Sidi doing a sort of shared work in progress hour. Um, yeah, Rose Matafeo was another one where it was very early stages, like she was pulling out little post-its from her pocket and, oh, yeah. this is a joke I've got and this is what I'm working on. Um, so, she, yeah, she was pretty good. Um, one of one of our friends we were with uh, is a massive fan of Rose, so he was happy that they both recognised that a video of Silla Black being horrible. Some kind of restaurant. Um, yeah, that was good. But the second half hour, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, Emma City, who I'd never heard of before. Um, she came on and she started doing this this character going about like, um, have you seen this film? Have you seen that film? It's total cringe, isn't it? It's total cringe. All I'm hearing about at the moment is this party gate and this Sue Gray report and uh, total cringe. What, what's uh, what's it all in the news? I mean, I, I should know about it. I'm Sue Gray. <laughs> and then she spends like the next so she's five minutes a lead up to just like silly things about films and then like 25 minutes of like this character as being sue gray oh, <laughs> like, right. the, uh, uh the chemistry that uh, sue gray like oh me me and uh rishi we, we don't get on but there's something sexual there something sexual uh, someday <laughs> happen. um and then like how she was a uh she went to university with Dame Cressida Dick and she doesn't like like her because Dame Cressida Dick borrowed a tampon off her once and then when she needed one, Dame Cressida Dick wouldn't give her one. <laughs> and it's like that. And then she invited Dame Cressida Dick on stage. It was just one of their friends who was a tall man. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was really good. I don't know. I don't know if there's got any legs in it because I don't know if this new story, well, it'll probably go on for months, but um, I don't know if like in 12 months time she still be able to do that but i wonder if that's just a, the type of thing she does but it was really good oh good. excellent yeah, yeah. Have to keep uh, that up. i don't know how much of it was improv but yeah it was probably one of the surprises of the uh the entire weekend um so next you went to see was it sam nicaresti yes yeah and that was a surprise wasn't it well, it, well we we had a gap in our schedule and uh we basically just wanted to go and see another thing so we yeah. went to the box office and picked a name so that we literally had no idea who he was uh he was brilliant yeah it was he nice. was i mean he it was, was nice really that good. liam williams who we weren't able to see was sat behind us in the crowd that was that was nice but um the welsh yeah. rugby. <laughs> no so he may he may play rugby but um he's not welsh um yeah it was i mean what was his identity wasn't it it was all yeah. based around identity and, then, right. um, and what an identity is and what an identity means and how people feel about an identity. Um, and he came out in a dress and it was very much about that fluid identity and how he'd got to the stage where he felt now that he was... Um, I think he described, des described himself as non-binary and I I'm aware that maybe him isn't the right... <laughs> pronoun he, in that sentence, he used, but yeah, yeah. He used the pronoun yeah, for yeah, himself. Yeah. So so was... You know, he used that pronoun for himself. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it was really interesting. There was lots of um, different clips and sounds and, and things to be used. But I think the funniest part of it all was when he introduced himself, said, hi, I am, and you are, and nobody replied. <laughs> And this went on for quite a little while. Yeah, he was just asking the whole crowd, what's your name? And no one knew what to do. 
so nobody said a thing. I am someone who can't bear that sort of tension. This is why I always get picked on. So I said, my name's Dan. And he just looked me dead in the eye and went, so you think you speak for everyone, do you? <laughs> and uh, it was a very good opening to a show. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was good because he sort of played half of it as like a character as well. Yeah. Didn't he? Like a, a um, I guess a Paul Joseph Watson type. I don't know if okay. that means anything to you, like a right wing YouTube nut job, basically. Alex, and Alex Jones for the, the Americans, I think. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah, Info Wars. Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was so he, he just again, it's this sort of sarcastic piss take of of that insane view of the world that people have. Very good. I mean, yeah, we, we, we were we were pleasantly because we we literally just as I say, they, they have a, a Mac at the box office. They have a blackboard which shows you the few shows which have still got tickets available. Mm. We we pointed at one of the names basically yeah. and uh, yeah glad we did it was it was very good yeah it was really good yeah that's another beauty back i mean you can i mean I, I ended up planning everything for every hour but i think if you're willing to risk it you can just turn up and go well that's what i'll see at this hour and yeah. but there is not a planning involved in mac isn't there so there's like you can't just turn up at mac fest and expect to see lots of comedians it is very much a there are a few shows left at this time if you're lucky enough yeah you do have to and how they um give out the tickets how they put the tickets there's how does that work it's like um, it's strip feed isn't it yeah, yeah not... so they, they they do an advent calendar generally well I say generally december of course it's in december because that's christmas idiot um <laughs> So they do an advent calendar where they where they start announcing stuff. They reveal one a day, which I know Dan, you're massively against because it's. I find that approach quite stressful because I mean we missed a comedian I'd like to have seen, you know, yeah, right. and everything. But it, it but it, even so, it's it's it feels a bit precious selling selling. But I guess I mean they're trying to generate excitement about Macfest in the off season, aren't they really? Which I get, but. I, I'm, I guess I'm just boring. I would prefer they announce the entire lineup in one go, mm. so you could see all the clashes, make all the decisions, and jobs are good. But yeah, I mean they 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 build it up slowly because it it creates a an event of um, talking about Macfest at Christmas, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, which is a work of marketing genius. But yeah, yeah I do find uh, my sort of fear of missing out anxiety uh doesn't like making snap decisions when you don't know who else is, playing. Who else is going to be yeah. at that time yeah it's very difficult yeah i suppose one thing compared to festivals is you can uh, so music festivals is that i suppose once you've made the decision you've made the decision yeah you know there's no although they've in the past that i i have um i have asked them to refund the ticket um because i had a, suddenly had a clash and they were fine with it. I think they're pretty good with things like that. A, a couple of friends of ours went, were going to go in 2015 and they had a, a, a tragedy in their family and they refunded all the tickets. Oh, well. Oh, that's they, they're, yeah. They're, it's, yeah, they're, they're pretty good about these things. Um, and also, I mean, as I've said, I mean, okay, I missed a couple of guys I'd like to have seen, but the quality across the board is so good. Oh, we, we had an excellent time. Absolutely I think wonderful. You could see a completely different set of comedians to the ones we saw and still it's have an excellent time. time. Yeah. So it's, it's just, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Once you're there, none of that matters. And 
it's just a great place to be. So um, when you were seeing Sam Nicaresti, I went to see Juliet Burton, who was doing a show about the way your brain works. Oh, okay. This, this was quite an interesting show. Um, I We said after, it may have been better to be packaged as the theatre. Right. It was quite... The, the comedy wasn't quite there yet, but it was really interesting. It was about how your brain works and how, like, the way in which tra- suddenly you can get trauma. And she was talking about how she, playing Mario Kart with friends a couple of years ago, like, brought up something. And, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, it was, re- it, was, it was really interesting. And I, I think it's well worth, if someone, if she's, someone gets a chance to see, it, see her, seeing her. Um, but maybe don't expect to be, like, a laugh a minute show. Right. So it's uh, definitely more more theatre comedy yeah I'd say so it's it, it's sort of more of a you could say it's more of an intellectual talk with jokes I mean that um but again it's a work in progress so the jokes maybe will come like when yeah, you've seen something at the beginning isn't it yeah um so that's that we all went to see Ed Gamble who was <laughs> not a work in progress it was his tour show um uh I, I thought Ed Gamble was brilliant yeah yeah he yeah. was Really great, and um, I mean, as a, a big fan of rock and metal music myself, it's it's lovely to see a comedian of his standing talking about those things. But also, I mean, before he even came out on stage, he was playing exciting up and coming bands over the years. Turnstile, I don't know. He no, came out in a Kundra t-shirt. Yeah, he came out in a Kundra yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, which was great. Well, he was definitely. Yeah. No. I can't De- remember. He definitely played Turnstile. He definitely played Greenland. I think it was another one. I'm sure he played Bane. But um, it's like this stand-up comic is doing more for the up-and-coming UK music scene than a lot of uh, our own journalists and things. But that's an aside. Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, but his, um, his comedy was amazing. He was brilliant. Yeah. I think he's a wonderful person. And uh, he spoke about breakfasts at budget hotels yeah. for about 25 minutes, and it was a lovely yeah. time. Yeah. What's the hamster grill? That's the, amazing. Yeah, yeah. make you toast to the, no, the hamster crematorium. Hamster crematorium. <laughs> that's great. I'll never look at one of those toast machines ever again yeah. without thinking of that. And talk about the uh, scrambled eggs which go against the laws of physics because you can slice them or you could down a pint <laughs> very good very very yeah, good coming from the one that the the budget hotel chicken the 90 year old budget hotel chicken yeah yeah that makes the uh, yeah that was brilliant yeah really yeah. nice is claire you saw him at download festival i did i saw him at download festival through a very very muddy field that i trekked um in the rain <laughs> and yeah. he referenced that as part of his jokes and it was quite funny because it was true <laughs> everything yeah. he was saying was a real life experience that <laughs> i was part of the fact that every time he told a joke they didn't laugh everybody cheered like hey instead of actually laughing and when he said that i was like yeah that's true that's what everybody <laughs> did because yeah. it was a download festival so yeah, yeah. that was quite good knowing that it referenced the gig that I'd earlier been at. Yeah, really nice <laughs> that he did that. And he was brilliant. I mean, we're, myself and Claire are big fans of the Off Menu podcast. And, oh, yeah, I love you know, it. I, I, I'm a big fan of his work. But he, yeah, he was, again, 
brilliant. I was oh, talking earlier about so Ed Axel possibly being my favourite comedian. That possibly is there because of Ed Gamble. I think. Uh, yeah. He's the he comedian was... I'd most like to, you know, be at a dinner party with. Yes, absolutely right. Because <laughs> I'd have loads to talk to him about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Ed Gamble was my highlight. I think, yeah, it's just good. again because it's his tour show. I think it is the most. It was the most complete show. Um, mm. So, I think the only other person was doing the tour show was Nish Kabam. I think, yeah, because of the sort of the issues going on around Nish's show, I think it, Ed's was like a little bit better. But there's not much in it. Um, he's just also, such an, no. he's just such a likable person to be in the company of. He's so funny. Uh, yeah, just seems, seems like the really best warm. guy. He just like I, you'd want to have a pint with him. I was saying afterwards, I want him to be our friend. Really, when we go to <laughs> gigs, I want us to be able to invite Ed along and meet him at the bar and stuff. When yeah, he, he was saying that. Is one of them likely to be Ed Gamble? <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we can tag him in and see if he'll. Yeah, I mean, he, he was saying how he wants to ingratiate himself within the metal crowd, and especially you, Dan. You can help him with that. The, the yeah. metal crowd. I mean, if he stands next to you, he's like, oh, oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. He's with us. Yeah, help him with that. We can, we can, yeah, yeah. we can definitely integrate him into we'll our bring people. Him in. Yeah, we are the gatekeepers. Of we the, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine, fine. He'll be with us. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, it's funny because. Uh, we're comparing Ed Gamble and Nish Kumar, and I think Nish Kumar was the best man at Ed's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're that's all, right. they're And they were slagging off each other's shows throughout the weekend because yeah, yeah, they had a, they had a nice dig at each other, didn't they? On, they on, did. On each of yeah. Their shows. yeah, it was. It's yeah. not. It's that again. It's uh, something you feel more at Mac again. Is that because they know that everyone's comedy fans and sort of knows that they all came through together and understands that they're all friends and stuff. They they talk about that more, and mm. it's. It's nice. You feel like you get to know them as a, a group of friends as well. And then sometimes you see them all sat around a table at the beer tent drinking together afterwards. And it's it's yeah, it's lovely outside of it. Um so we we split up again then. So you went to see Nick Helm? We did. Yes. Yeah. Now Nick Helm was amazing. He was excellent. He was. But Claire said earlier about there being a problem with a heckler. This is the show where that happened wasn't it yeah and it it was I think hard for him it was very off well I think it was off-putting for everybody so the venue that we were in was called the Tabernacle, uh, yeah, the Tabernacle. Is, uh, an amazing building to be in it's a yeah, beautiful and uh, great acoustics and uh, we were sat downstairs underneath the balcony and I think somebody was just had a few too many and decided they were a stand-up comment comedian maybe and was making a raucous upstairs above us throwing things off the balcony making it very difficult for people to concentrate let alone you know Nick Helby was he was trying to get on with the show and um dealt with it really well I think but yeah. it obviously got to a point where members of well we we couldn't because we were sat beneath the, that balcony but what was most notable from our point of view was how angry the people in the balcony opposite were. So obviously we were shielded from the noise they were making, really. We were just seeing the effect of it. But I think this the one, things, this one person was... coming down, wasn't there? Yeah, I think they were ruining it for... I mean, when we say things coming down, we're not, they weren't throwing bottles or anything. No, it was like... It was like labels of bottles. Labels just sweet to, They were just trying to make, make themselves the centre of attention, really. And Nick Helm... Uh, 
yeah, he dealt with it. He well. dealt with it brilliantly. But and um, then uh, they were removed from the venue about halfway through, I believe. Yeah. And Nick Helm talked about Hello Fresh and Which how, um, and it was it was brilliant because he talked about how him and his partner have this. They've got Hello Fresh so they can eat more healthily, and it's this delivery service where you get all the ingredients you need to make a home cooked meal. And they got five so they can have five, and and he talked about it very straight and very. And then as the week went on and they didn't bother having one that night because they fancied a takeaway and then they didn't have bother having one. And then the next delivery arrived and he got angrier and angrier <laughs> and angrier until the point where they were having to throw stuff out because it was going off and all this. And he was screaming. And then the punchline at the end of this furious rant was, yeah, so it just takes the stress out of cooking. <laughs> and it, it was really good. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I love Nick Al. I just uh, yeah, he was great. I I went to see Jenny Bead instead because I I sort of said with this year I'll try and go to some different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Jenny Bead. This this was another one that was very much a work in progress. Uh, so her show was about she just had a kid, um, and it was sort of getting back into comedy, um, interspersed with some songs. Um, uh, yeah, it was good, but but she was like again, she was very much like asking the audience, like, "Oh, did that work? Or would you think it'd be better this way?" And yeah. like, it was very much on the fly. Like, she did a she did a song about being like super self confidence, and the the start of the song was like really upbeat, and then as the song goes on, it's like, but then you haven't have you forgotten your keys? And then oh oh, there's a stain on my trousers, and oh uh, I haven't done wash my hair, and oh uh, and then oh uh, I haven't. I haven't put the wash. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. And like the song falls apart as it goes through. Really clever idea. And um, yeah. and she said, "Oh, do you think it works better if I do it that way around or do it the other way?" And she's like, "No, no. It's better to have it upbeat first and then fall apart." But yeah, yeah. She was good. It's the first time I've ever seen her. So um, yeah, another one to yeah. To and again, those those sorts of work in progress things are exciting to be part of. Like yeah, you were I really liked it. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, and I think this year maybe the work in progress are even more work in progress. The previous years and that i don't know if things have got quite got back to the point where they comedians will go into random pubs in london and do try out stuff yeah, yeah. true um, don't know whether that's the case yet um yeah so yeah it's um interesting just thinking if i've ever really seen a heckler problem at mac i think the only time hecklers have really been that loud is during the showcases and i think part of that is encouraged yeah they, yeah they that way to and it generally the compare deals with them um it was odd though. I mean, I think again, like Claire said, I think it was just. I think it was just one person had too much to. Drink. Had too much to drink. Was trying to chat to their friends, and uh, just generally being a nuisance, really. Yeah. I mean, they weren't like being. I mean, there, there was one point where security went and spoke to them, and they shouted and at them. Yeah, but that was it. That was the front of yeah. everything, wasn't it? It was a big old shout, and then. They were told to either sit down or leave, and they decided to leave. I think they decided to leave and go elsewhere. Which, <laughs> carried on with it. And uh, there was a lady on the balcony opposite who stood up and cheered and jeered. And, yeah. But she was the lady who had got security. She so was, To yeah. be honest, she was the one who had enough. They were furious, the people on the opposite balcony. <laughs> yeah, but we were just in a strange place for it to play yeah. out above our heads. And then you just saw him going kind of getting very annoyed at what was happening. Yeah. But, you know, in spite of that, it was still really, great. Really good. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. For any listeners, if you've paid to see, well, even if you haven't paid to see, you've got going for free. Um, and an act, an act like a musician's performing or a um, comedian's, especially a comedian, but even well, definitely with musicians as well. Don't talk. No. No. Well, just leave. No. If, you, if you need to have that conversation, take it outside. Well, this is a tangent, but myself and Kev went to see uh, a little up and coming band on Wednesday night. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, well, we'd probably mention this on the actual episode next week, but yeah, we can go into it now. Um, yeah, and well, just to say that there were some people in the quieter moments of what was the most spectacular tall show I've ever seen, uh, just having a chat. You just think you, you you have paid a lot of money to be here. Why are you? It's almost like they they think that the quieter moments are a oh this is the point where we can have a chat. Like I don't understand why you're here. Anyway, the the people a couple of seats down from me, I don't think it was just in the quiet moments. I think it was throughout. We just didn't hear it in the loud moments. Yeah, you only heard it in the quiet moments. So you you paid, you know, the tickets weren't cheap. Sixty-five quid. Something like that. Sit next to your friend and have a chat, and not constantly. You could go go, just go to a pub and do this. Yeah. 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 And also, I mean, how? I mean, because the the show was so breathtaking to look at <laughs> the last thing you want to do is look away from it yeah. anyway yeah so it, it can be annoying and i think i was saying to claire that i've been to a lot of your sort of friday night at the glee club in birmingham type comedy nights and you get the drunk works do lads all shouting and you know messing around and trying to be funnier than the comedian and it's odd to experience anything close to that at MacFest because it's so out of the way and so niche that you'd expect to get sort of just comedy fans. But I think it was. I think, you know, 99.9.999 yeah, exactly of that right. festival was wonderful and, and accepting and everybody enjoyed all the comedy and nobody I felt was put in an uncomfortable position by anyone that's just one person that had had yeah. too much to drink. I'm not sure I would enjoy the Glee Club on a Friday night. I don't think you would either. No, maybe we'll yeah. give them another go. Yeah, I think I'll just maybe go to Mac. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say the Glee Club in Cardiff, when it's specific act, is usually really good. It's just like yeah, yeah. I think if, it, if it's someone's name on the ticket, it's different. But I mean, like, yeah, there's going to be four comics on and a compare type nights. Yeah, as I say, it gets treated as a stag do, a work do, and then it brings in a, a, a pers- type of person who goes to a comedy gig for a different reason, I guess. Yeah. And it can derail it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, off slightly tangent, but it's, it is relevant. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to see Kerry Pritchard McLean in the, right. the yeah. in Cardiff. She was at Mac, um, so I would have gone see her at Mac if, if I'd gone to this. Um, uh, and that was another brilliant show um, that, again, would have fit really well into Mac. It was one of those where she like completely controlled the crowd, talking about like personal things and then doing funny jokes about that to get to the point where she's talking about identity issues with her growing up in Welsh speaking uh, Anglesey, not speaking Welsh and gone to a, a private primary school, then going to a public secondary school and not fitting in because of that. And then and she used that to go on to about trans rights. It, it was fantastic. So, um, again, not one we saw at Mac, but I, I, another comedian I'd really recommend. Um, so just talking about the, just on the, the subject hecklers, the last show we all saw was James A. Caster. 
Yes. Um, his new show, which is Hecklers Welcome. Um, which is, he's sort of pitching the show is he's going to let people, he's not, he's going to let people heckle. Well, I think it was, it, it sort of started off like that, but it was, there was more to it, wasn't there? It was yeah. a nice, it was, he, again, James Acaster, someone who's very, very open about his struggles with mental health problems and stuff. And he was talking about how he lets hecklers get in his head and ruin it for him and make doing stand-up a horrible experience. And he's just going to let go of that and for one tour, see how it goes if he just goes, do you know what? Do what you want. I don't care. And, uh, well, you know, in the arena at MacFest, that's probably fine, but it'll be interesting to see what happens when he turns up at, I don't know, the Arts Centre at Aldershot or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's weird, because, like, I, I've only... I've seen him in Mac, or I've seen him in the Wales Millennium Centre. So, I mean, yeah. both of those. Um, not, not to generalise, I mean, the, the Mac audience, we, we've discussed it a lot, and the, the people who go to the Millennium Centre in Cart, I mean, that's a, a bespoke place that's made for operas. Um, yeah. So, like, I... He's not, I've not really seen him with hecklers. So it's uh, interesting that he's saying how big a problem it is with him. But again, we don't see this in other parts of the country. Like, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of an interesting show. I mean, James Acas has usually been, uh, he's like one of my favourite, if not favourite comedians. But I think, again, this was quite early on in the process. Yeah. Um, and there was some stuff that he's done in his book, we were saying, weren't we? And um, Yeah, but I think that's going to happen. If you're a... a a big, big fan, which I am when it comes to James Acaster. I've read his book and yeah, one of the stories he told was word for word from the book, but hearing him tell it was was great. And it was uh, it was a good show. And I think, um, yeah, because I, I listened to it as an audio book narrated by James Acaster. So it was like, I'm, right. yeah, <laughs> but I, I understand. I mean, we, we, we sort of had this problem with Richard Herring, haven't we, that yeah, you know, Richard Herring now, and because he does so many podcasts and he's done so many stand-up shows, you're like fifty percent of the show is stuff he's already. Yeah, his stand-up show feels like a load of stuff that you've already heard bolted together. Yeah, which I don't think it's that's true of James Acaster. Uh, and also, we we saw him at Mac a couple of years ago, and then saw the show in its complete form on tour um, a year or so later. Yeah, and it was very different. So I, I do wonder how much he's going to change it up before it becomes his new his new tour but but what did you think of him because yeah awesome. I thought yeah I thought it was great I mean I really like him anyway I like him on his other podcasts and things that he does and television but I thought the interesting take on the hecklers was that yeah the hecklers affect him but not in the way that I immediately thought so when he thought when he started telling the stories I thought he was going to say this heckler said this and then I went away thinking about that thing for ages and it worried me but it wasn't that it's his reaction to the hecklers yeah. which was the problem so if he'd shot down a heckler and been maybe a bit forceful or unkind it was that that he would take home with him and be mulling over for a long time so it wasn't you said this to me more that I said this and now I wish I hadn't yeah. And I identify with that as almost daily. I'll go, oh, why did you do that? Why did you say that? So I understood that. So it made it more interesting to see the process. And also, you know, he talked about how he got into comedy, why he felt like he needed to be on the stage and things. And for me, I hadn't heard any of that before. So 
that was really interesting to see yeah. what drives him to push himself to do this thing that is also quite damaging to him yeah. so that was quite interesting yeah you were saying that he, he has this need to be on the stage but also he doesn't want to be on the stage and it triggers yeah. the things with him which is quite interesting and sort of going back to childhood experiences about it that yeah he his his, his grandmother didn't pick him for a school thing and he started crying and then yeah he, he was there on the stage but he was still crying and it's like that like yeah and in I, true james acaster style he's got all these bleak stories that are so embarrassing for him and get worse as he tells them yeah very good well i think we're, that, that's it that was our last show um so i think we yeah, sadly that was the uh yes i would uh, i was i was gutted to see the festival come to an end it was so especially oh. after two years of pandemic yeah stopping us from going it was amazing that weekend it yes. really was it was a it's a wonderful experience the whole of it yeah well even like we we uh this is a, a personal bit but like just going back to that cottage that we were staying in and watching youtube music videos and drinking belgian beer and having a laugh and wonderful place to be it was uh it was great yeah we, we i think we've all said what our highlights were the best show you said you said Simon money and parker claire yeah definitely for me that's that it's, it's still making me laugh now <laughs> so today i was doing the washing up and just something he said popped into my head and it made me laugh out loud so yeah that's got to be my highlight as it's still making me laugh now and he he encouraged uh, someone to heckle him by calling him a fascist because he had the perfect put down for that heckle. And they went fascist. He went double fascist. No take backs. <laughs> Superb. Uh, I have narrowed it down to a comedian called Ed, my highlight. Uh, it's either Gamble or Axel. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure, but they were both. I mean, yeah. Just... Uh, yeah, I'd say for me, it's Ed Gamble, but I think Ivor Graham was quite close. And and a man, very good show as well. Right. Yeah. Um, was there any would you like biggest surprise? Um, well, we, like we said, that we picked someone random off the board, and it was it was really excellent. That was a nice surprise. That could have could have been anything, and uh, it was really good. Um, I guess my biggest surprise would be Ben Moore, really, because I I didn't expect it to be such a a theatrical piece. The fact that it was the way it was was. Uh, a pleasant surprise it was nice to walk into a show thinking you're going to see someone very funny do stand-up but actually you get something a bit different and a bit more a bit of variety into Deeper. the day yeah. yeah definitely leaves you with something different yeah yeah um yeah my mine was Emma City I think because booked a ticket for that because I want to see Rose Matafeo and like Emma City was fantastic um yeah so again I will see her next time yeah, yeah. Really so yeah, um, yeah, brilliant weekend. Uh, fingers crossed, we don't have to wait three years for the next one. No, yeah, yeah. Not. I think you'll go again. again. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Put me in, I'm there. Yeah, me too. Cool, right? Uh, that's it. That's our this is the Too Late Podcast Mac Fest review. Um, we'll be, uh, I'll have our usual episode out, um, some point over the week if you want to get in touch with us. Um, this is why, I mean, Matt knows all the details and I don't. Um, I know on Twitter we're at late underscore pod um, and I've forgotten the email address because I'm useless. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you, can you use Twitter to find out the email address? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Or just listen to one of the old podcasts. Um, <laughs> where, where there's a competent person doing the yes. uh, outro. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm yeah. guessing you know, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's completely true. <laughs> that is the competent person for this. Um, yeah, so yeah, thank you, Dan and Claire, for being on the show. Do you want? Is there anything you want to sign off with, or just no? Bob, just thank you for having, having us. us. Yeah. Was, yeah, I think we were both pretty nervous about doing something like this, but it's been good fun, especially reliving such a great weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, if anyone wants us, we we'll probably do. We got other things going over the summer, a few of us. So um, if this is something that people enjoy, then let us know, and we'll uh, we'll carry on doing it. It's quite a good thing. It's not not the premise of the podcast, but it's a nice thing to sort of talk about. Really, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be many reviews of MacFest um, over the next week, couple of weeks, but yeah, um, yeah. So uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. Nice one.